Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. everyone thank you as always for tuning in to radio harambe i'm dave mcbride broadcasting from the radio harambe studios and joining me after a night of scotch tasting with joey bishop it's safari mike mike how are you it was bourbon dave that's scotch uh, you know what <laughs> i bet you joey bishop was a bourbon guy he looks like a he looks like a bourbon guy. He seems more like a like a bourbon drinker to me. You're right. I'm going to go with you on that one. <laughs> Jumbo Dave, how are you? Good. How's everything going? Good. How are you feeling, by the way? Yeah. So I was going to start with that. Um, so obviously, it's been a little while since we had a uh, since we had a show, and uh, Mike went to Walt Disney World. I hear some monkeys yes. running around in the back. Uh, Mike went to Walt Disney World, and then when he came back about a week later, before we can record, I came down with COVID. Um, thanks to uh, you know trying to get out there, I guess. Um, trying to get back to normal and came down with COVID. We were out for a good couple of weeks, so we are back feeling good today. I mean, I think there's going to be a little sort of residual. They tell you you're going to get a little hangover from it for quite some time. Um, mm. you know, Did you lose like your sense of taste and smell? Like, nope. nope. No, just felt like a cold. I had two days of what I of a fever, mm. um, chills, that kind of stuff. Um, had some congestion, which uh, that may or may not have been COVID because it was sort of nasal, and I get that anyway. Um, and then it's just kind of hung on for a couple days, and then by about four or five days in, it was starting to get better every day. And so now we're beyond our uh, quarantine, so I'm going to go find a bar tomorrow. No. <laughs> Let's try to get back Are you out. Past the, you're past the 10 days now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're way all past right. it. Yeah, we're way all past right, it. All right, all right. So... But it's not like I go anywhere. So, I mean, the, Ra- the Radio Harambe studio is in itself a quarantine location. So we uh, we have no place to go. Anyway, so we thank you for hanging in there. And what we're going to do today is we're going to quiz Mike. We're going to interview Mike about his trip to Walt Disney World because I haven't been there in a year and a half, thanks to COVID. Right. Um, Mike has, uh, you know, this was his first time in a long time. I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of uh, a gutsy move going. But uh, he's, he seems to have a good time. But, Mike, before we get started, <laughs> is this going to be like a thing all day? We're going to get monkey noises in the background? Yes, uh, I think so. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it, before we get started, I wanted to ask you about plugs, um, shameless plugs. We have T-shirts. Ah, yes, the Tea Public Store. We have uh, T-shirts. They sell uh, several kinds of masks now, so you can uh, enjoy Radio Harambe Animal Kingdom-based uh, masks. I noticed you um, had one of those. Every day I wore one of our our designs, uh, all done by Christina. And I will tell you, I got a, a lot of compliments. The Winged Encounters uh, uh, workers loved my Winged Encounters mask. I wore my Sanaa shirt at Sanaa, and they loved it there. I had a couple of people talk to me about my Pangani Forest Trail shirt. So, um, you know, if you wear one of these shirts around the Animal Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Lodge, you very well might get it, strike up a conversation with a cast member. <laughs> I was even showing them, I was even getting on my phone and showing them our store. Like the, the, the bartender at Sanaa really wanted the Sanaa shirt. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so check the go to the link link in the show notes. Link in all the social medias is all there, um, and every bit of money we make we donate. Now we're donating it to the International Rhino Fund or Foundation. I can never get that right. Um, foundation, foundation, and uh, incredible organization doing amazing work. So uh, help us out by doing that. Anyway, Mike, before we get into Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. 
What was your travel experience like? Everybody asks this. What was your travel experience like? Um, you mean like the airports and all that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, um, uh, we, I, you know, at first I flew from Vegas to, to, to Newark and then from Newark with the kids to Florida. And it was, um, how do I put this? Florida is a madhouse. I mean, in, in, in Newark um, and in Las Vegas, they do a pretty good job of making sure, you know, you're socially distanced and all that kind of stuff. Uh, everybody has to wear a mask, all that kind of stuff. In Orlando, it's a free for all. I mean, they, they don't they don't care. I mean, they were just I mean, you were jam packed with people. Um, so, you know, I would I would say that it was um, interesting in Orlando. Let's put it that way. I mean, I, they, they were in the process of arresting somebody for um, you know not wearing a mask and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, but it was really a free for all at Orlando. But uh, Las Vegas and Nevada are not. Newark are fine. Wow, that doesn't sound very encouraging. <laughs> the only time it's a free for all and people getting arrested. I mean, Jesus, what kind of vacation only, is this? The only time I felt like people weren't taking like COVID seriously and doing all the protections and all that kind of stuff was the Orlando airport. That's the only time. Okay. So protect yourself as best you can if you're concerned or you don't you're not vaccinated or anything like that. Right. And get through it. <clears throat> and then from that point on, obviously Disney is a totally different situation. Although mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously it's private property they can do what they want, but people take it seriously just you you're really only talking about the Orlando airport. I mean, what That's was your it. experience in things like Disney Springs and places that weren't in the parks? Oh, that was fine. I mean, Disney Springs. One of the things, one of the things you note about the, the about um, Disney right away is shopping is a completely different type of experience than it was before. They limit the number of people who can go into a store, so there are now lines to get in oh. many of the stores, and that includes Disney Springs. Right. Um, I did not spend a great deal of time at Disney Springs. We had dinner there one night. Another night, we were, we walked. Me and uh, Megan walked around a little bit. But um, but there are lines to to get into the stores, and even though it's only at whatever percent capacity, I know the parks are at thirty five percent at the time I was there. Um, it it does create a kind of like a I don't know it kind of discourages you from going to, to from doing a lot of shopping, which I'm sure Disney is not a fan of. Right. Yeah, that does seem like that would be kind of a pain. So it's you and your two teenage kids. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, how did you get from airport to park? Oh, Magical Express. Now that's going away, correct? That is going away. Yeah. So I just uh, saw though I just saw Mears is going to start. Who, who runs the, the, the Magical Express anyway? Is going to start doing a shuttle service from the airport to you know your resort. So basically, Disney's going to no longer be involved with it, and I'm sure they'll. Be, I don't know what the charge will be, but I mean there will be a. A fee to if you want to basically do the same thing, just take a, a mirror shuttle from the airport. I'm sure they'll set up a spot where you can get picked up, and I'm sure it'll be relatively easy to do. But um, yeah, it's going away at the end of this year. And I'm sure they're going to discount the prices now for the hotels and stuff since you're not oh, getting sure. Yeah, since yeah, yeah, since you're losing one perk. <clears throat> They're always that's very good thing, at that. That's, that's one thing uh, I could tell you for sure. They, even though there was a lot of things that are closed and not working right and all that kind of stuff at Disney, they did not discount the park tickets in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I am stunned by that. I thought certainly at the beginning of these things opening up, but uh, it sounds like they're pretty close to their capacity number just about every day um, in these parks. So, I mean, it seems like they don't really need to encourage people to come at this point. Yeah, I mean, right now they're at thirty-five percent capacity, and they, they're pretty much filling the park. Pretty much, um, they, I could tell you there's there is park hopping. Um, it worked a little bit differently than um, you're used to. In other words, it, you can't just go willy-nilly to any park you want to with park hopping. What you have to do is you're only allowed to go to a different park at two o'clock in the afternoon, and there is a phone number, and um, that you can call to find out which parks are at capacity. 
um, the whole time I was there, I never had a problem with uh, going to a different park after okay. two o'clock. It was never at capacity. And I and I talked to a cast member, and they said they had, as of you know March, my last day there was like March 18th. As of then, they had not had an issue uh, filling it. Now since then, Easter has happened, so I'm, I'm you know, I imagine it was a little bit more crowded the couple of weeks after I left. So you know they may have that issue, but. If you're going now and you and you have uh, an annual pass or some sort of park hopping pass, you can at two o'clock. You just have to make sure the park is open for park hopping. Okay, so let's get into prep. Like, since you're discussing sort of this side of it anyway, mm-hmm. let's get into what people. If you're going, if you're thinking about going next month, what you need to know beforehand that's different from the last time you went. Okay. So number one is um, if you're going a month from now and you don't have ADRs, you very well might be screwed. I mean, the restaurants are operating at a smaller capacity. And I noticed even though there's only 35% capacity at the, at the parks, it was hard to get reservations after the 60 days. Like when I was trying to move things around um, like a week or two before uh, the, the going to, or even less than that actually, going to, uh, to Disney because they had changed park hours. Um, it was impossible to find anything different. So um, we did a lot of, uh, I had planned a lot of Disney Springs like later on because when I was first planning this, they the parks were all closing at like five, six, seven o'clock at night. So I made a lot of dinner reservations at like 7.30 and a lot of resorts and and, uh, and um, Disney Springs. And then they started changing the park hours too so that things were closing at nine, 10 and 11 even uh, in the case of Epcot. So I um, tried to uh, maneuver things so that we, we could be in the parks because, you know, I figured, you know, we were going to be done with parks by five or six o'clock at night, but that was no longer the case. So be careful. They are changing hours. I mean, things are moving on the fly. It's not like the old days where, you know, you could pretty much be reassured what the park hours were going to be six months in advance. I mean, even a, a couple of days in advance, they may they may change the park hours. Um, so you know, book your ADRs when you can, as soon as you can, if you, if you want something specific, um, you know, that's probably the best prep I can give you as far as parks. Um, so you have to park, you have to get a park pass. You have to book what park you want to go to each day. So you're still doing that. that. Yeah. It's not all that different than, yeah, you're still doing that. It's not all that different than fast passes because you're essentially picking what park you're going to in the morning by by selecting your fast passes for the day. Um, and then at two o'clock, you can switch parks if you'd like. Um, so you, there are, of course, no fast passes anymore. So basically, you're not getting up and deciding where you're going. You have to do this in advance. Yeah, I can tell you the, the uh, when I was there, at least the, the towards the end, there were no park passes available anymore. So if you're, do, you're re- literally going to do a trip on the fly, like let's say, you know, I decided like maybe I'll go next weekend to Disney World for for fun. You might not get a park pass because uh, they are those are booking up. Those wow. are pretty much fill uh, filled as we uh, you know as you move along, especially Hollywood Studios. Wow. Okay, so that's good to keep in mind. So you're planning this and you're staying on. Mike, how far in advance can you book your day at the park? The park passes? Yeah. Oh, I did them. Uh, I'm, I don't recall how far in advance, but I did them as soon as I booked the trip six months in advance. Okay. So far enough out where you could, you know, you could do it. You could do it. It's no problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got your day, you know what you want, right? Uh, you know where you're going. Let's say you're going in the animal kingdom today. <clears throat> now, okay. uh, uh, before we even get into that, um, you stayed on property. I did. I stayed at the boardwalk and then Polynesian. So anything there worth mentioning as far as uh, procedures, you know, check-in, all of that's as they normal? Encourage, they encourage um, check-in um, virtually online, which okay. you could do on your app. Um, Polynesian is all kinds of screwed up. It's closed. I mean, when I was there, it was closed for non anybody who was not DVC. The only lodges that were open were the three DVC lodges, all the way to the near the Ticket and Transportation Center, and even the um, 
the uh, the, the the house itself, the, the main building, the front was closed. You couldn't you couldn't check in there. The check in was in uh, was it uh, Pongo Pongo is the name really? of the, the yeah. It's all the way. It's a they have when you walk in, they just have a couple of desks there for people to check in. So wow. um, Ohana was still closed when I was there. Uh, Kona Cafe was open though. Um, so I'm not exactly sure why Ohana was closed, but it's there's a, a limited number of people who can go to the Poly right now. So a small They're redoing group of people the whole there. Lodge house, long house. What was that? Yeah, it was a small. It was pretty quiet there. Both pools nice. still open: the DVC area yes. and the main pool. Yes. Okay. Was yeah, it warm enough were... for you guys to go in the pool? Were you guys there? You know, it probably could have been, but I never brought my bathing suit, and they didn't. We never did, but you could have. Oh, it was warm geez. enough. Goes to Florida without a bathing suit. What's with you? Eh, I didn't really care. Um, okay, I have a couple qu- quickly because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I, I have a mm-hmm. couple of questions about the park hopping thing you mentioned before. Okay. Is it so? If you're in the Magic Kingdom in the morning and you and you want to go to Epcot, you have to call this number to find out whether or not you can. Well, you, I mean. It's, it, unless you want to waste your time, yeah. I mean, you could just show up and see if they'll let you in it too. You don't have to like call them and tell them that you're going. But when they you just, call mm-hmm. and you say, "Can I go?" and, and they say Epcot's open, there's yeah, nothing it's recorded, that's it's a recorded thing. And, and every time I called, it said all parks are uh, available for park hopping at two o'clock. You know that kind of thing. So okay, so it was a you, that's the second time you said two o'clock. So it's always two o'clock. You can't get in. You can't park hop until two o'clock. Okay, so it's great. See that I missed that part. So, but if you're at Animal Kingdom at mm-hmm. two o'clock, mm-hmm. and you guys decide you want to go to Epcot, you call this mm-hmm. number. They say it's open, mm-hmm. but there's nothing guaranteeing you a spot over there. If you go over there, what do you like, mean? Well, I mean, like, let's say you decide you get hung up, something takes you, stop and do that. By the time you get over there, they could tell you, oh, no, we're now closed with capacity. I'm not sure if they do that. I think it, I, I'm not, I, I suppose they, it's possible, but I, I've never heard that being a problem. Okay. Because, like, you're basically guaranteeing yourself a spot at the Animal Kingdom that morning by reserving. But mm-hmm. you're not doing so the next for the next shot, place you're going to. And you can always go back to the park. You, you park okay. reserved. So, like, if you went over to Epcot at 3 o'clock and all of a sudden you were wrong and they like, block you, you could go back to the Animal Kingdom. You're guaranteed entry into the Animal Kingdom from opening to closing. Okay. And I promise I'm going to get to the Animal Kingdom in a second. But I have a few other questions. Um, you went from the hotels to the park via what system? The buses, or did you Uber? How do you do it? All right. Well, so um, buses, probably about an even split between buses and Uber, except when we were at the Polynesian, we went to the Magic Kingdom. We would just walk over the Ticket and Transportation Center because we were right there. Um, But, yeah, if we went to Animal Kingdom, we tended to Uber. If we went to, you know, someplace else, we might have uh, taken the bus. It It depended on, you know, what we were doing and when, but... Or the Skyliner. We did that a couple of times, too. And are there any COVID things to keep in mind there? Like, are they... The buses, uh, buses are a nightmare. Um, they have a very limited number of... Uh, so what they do is they divide the bus seating into different, like, numbers. And you get in line, and the bus driver comes out and says, all right, how many in your party? There's three. All right, you take section one. And then, you know, they go through, they go through that. Um, okay. And it's just they do not they don't cram you in like they usually do where you would be standing on the bus holding on to things. If you don't have a seat, you're not getting on. OK, so the bus capacity is much more limited. All right. That's good to know. That's good information. Um, and the monorail, they actually divide up. They do this. They do a similar thing with the monorail. But the the one or two times I went on the monorail was like off. It wasn't like uh, busy times. We were just topped on the monorail during the, you know, we after taking an afternoon break or something, so it was quiet. But they have that divide. They have dividers now and separating seats and stuff like that so you could fit like a couple of different families into each train. Now, I know the monorail uh, did have some um, 
suspended service at some point? Is that how is that running now? The, the ticket transportation the ticket transportation center to um, Epcot is not working, and Epcot. they're not right. The long one from from TTC to Epcot is not going, and the Polynesian is not. There's no stop at the Polynesian because of the work done at the Longhouse. Correct. Okay. All right. So. Uh, I think I might, I have, I have one other quick logistical question. Um, okay. Counter service. Mm-hmm. Um, any changes there in, I mean, if you can't get an ADR at a restaurant, are you still able to just, or is everything done sure. on the app or how is that all being? Everything's done? done on the app. You can't go to a counter and say, I'd like uh, two cheeseburgers and a, and a fries. You have to order it, pre-order it on the app. Um, but it's relatively simple. I, mean, I like the the, the uh, pre-ordering anyway. There's a couple of restaurants that – a couple of counter services that don't do it. For some reason, for example, the Yak and Yeti counter service was still uh, get in line. But most everything else, like Flame Tree, uh, Satuli, um, Harambe Market were all – you have to do it online or you're not going to – you're not getting – you can't just show up. Okay. Um, and that's true for most of the most of the places throughout all the parks. But for some reason, the, a couple of them weren't like that. But um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too difficult. It wasn't like a, a real problem getting getting food, if need be. Some of the places are closed. For example, Pizza Fari is not open. I know it's uh, your wife's favorite. It's not open right. at uh, Animal Kingdom um, right now. Uh, why I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, I, I know why. It's a um, mask free zone okay so if you want yeah, to take a break right. from wearing your mask you can go sit in pizza safari for a little bit um you know each park has one or two of those right banding about but anyway that's the counter service thing it's not it's not a, it's not difficult to do okay um entry park entry um, um how has that changed what does that look like it hasn't really changed much except of course you don't do the fingerprint thing anymore you just have your you know, you scan your magic band or your phone or whatever it is you're using for your ticket. I'm hoping um, that never comes back. I always felt the fingerprinting thing was incredibly unsanitary and ridiculous, but that's just me. And um, they have, <clears throat> and I know they started doing this before COVID, but um, the the um, metal scanners, metal detectors, much smoother. I mean, you're just walking through. I mean, you don't even really slow down at all. I mean, you just walk right through them. I mean, unless you get pulled for some reason, like something rings and you get pulled over to get checked, uh, it's really very straightforward and easy. And the checking your bags is still the same. The only thing, the only difference is there's the lines are more spread out. So, so you're still poking through your bag? Oh, yeah. If you bring a bag, they're poking through it, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I assume all those guys are masked up and maybe even behind yeah, yeah. plexiglass now or something along those lines. They're messed up. A lot of them even have those. Um, they're not behind plexiglass, but they have those plexiglass face mask things. Face you know, shields. the uh, yeah face shields. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, what about bars, Mike? Can you go up to the Dawa Bar and get a drink and sit there? You can go up to the Dawa Bar to get a drink. You can go up to the Nomad Lounge to get a drink. However, um, that fills up pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I, I we rope dropped it twice. Um, <laughs> it opened. This here's a little tip. It opens officially. It opens at eleven, but they often open it fifteen, twenty minutes early. So if you get there at like a quarter to eleven, uh, you should be able to get a seat no problem. After that, there is a waiting list, and they don't want you hanging around the front. So they um, they have a uh, on the app you can you know join the, the waiting list. Yeah, and they'll they'll let you know. Well, that's great. I hope they keep that, that too. That could stick around. Dawa wasn't like that. Dawa was you know there was a seat. You have a seat. Yeah. But you but still. With Dawa is, I mean, you could get. I mean, they serve it, so you could be. You can grab a beer and walk around. I mean, right, you could also go over to the, yeah. right, to the fort and stuff to sit down too. Okay, um, is there before we get into just sort of Animal Kingdom stuff? Is there anything we're missing? Any sort of uh, pre-trip or things to be aware sure. of? Probably the most important thing is, um, and I, I know Dave, we talked about this when I got back is you need to think about the vehicles, the ride vehicles themselves when you are uh, deciding on what you're doing. There's no fast passes anymore, so you're not, there's only one really for, and that's for Rise of the Resistance, which we could talk about if you'd like. 
but there's no uh, fast passes. So you're just going, getting in a standby line. So you got to think of what, of how the ride actually operates. For example, Big Thunder Mountain, I mean, families, it, it, it's two by two by two by two. So the only thing they don't do anymore is if it's a, they won't sit you with another family member or somebody else's family. So if, if, you, if there's three of you, it'll be two in one seat and one behind that, and then they move on. Um, but that loads pretty fairly similarly to what it was beforehand, before COVID. Pirates of the Caribbean, however, um, where they would put, you know, a couple of families in the same row and it's, you know, we were all on top of each other in that small boat. They don't do that anymore. They only use the first and the last row. And if you're a party of one, you're taking up the whole row for it by yourself. So they're only pushing through maybe 30 percent uh, of the number of people they used to. Yikes. So Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, had the longest lines of anything. You could get on Space Mountain was consistently 30 to 50 minutes waits. Pirates of the Caribbean was an hour plus within 15 minutes of the park opening, within a half hour of the park opening. So you got to, you know, you, you're you used to saying to yourself, all right, we got to rope drop Space Mountain and run over to Splash Mountain and Big Thunder, and then we'll start doing the Haunted Mansions and the big Pirates of the Caribbean. That's not really true anymore. You want to rope drop Pirates of the Caribbean or, or wow. at least do that second. We tended to like maybe rope drop Big Thunder, then hit Pirates, but and then go over to space and do other things or whatever. Um, but rides that typically that loading usually like they usually do like space mountain, like big thunder. Um, they did not have terribly long rides. It never got to like, if it was an hour, I'd be surprised. And if you waited a little while, would, it would slow down anyway. Um, another example of that is it's a small world, huge lines. Um, but Peter Pan's flight, we waited 15 minutes for that in the middle of the day. (laughs) Um, because that loads like it normally does. Yeah. And without fast passes, they were just loading people through. There was, it was, they were just churning them through. Um, but it's a small world that they do the same thing. as like pirates where there's, you know, front row and back row and that's it. So the Um, idea of 35% capacity at the, uh, parks doesn't mean that we have 35% of the people trying to get online. Therefore 35% of the normal wait times, what we have is a whole new ball game here. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, you really have to think to yourself what, how they're going to operate the ride vehicle. Another example of this is star tours, huge lines all day long. We never went on it. And when I mean, we, it was not worth, you know, an hour plus wait, the couple of times we were at the studios. Wow. Um, Tower of the terror, uh, tower of terror does, you know, was kind of the slow, not as bad as Star Tours. Star Tours was really bad. Um, you know, there was waits for Muppet Vision because they were only using a small portion of the theater. Uh, you know, things like that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about that. Um, Soren was generally okay. Test track operated usually, but again, there's only really two attractions in that park really. So you know, they they were always an hour wait anyway. But even like Flight of Passage operates normally it wasn't that bad but navi river journey consistently had lines longer than flight of passage because they were only using a small portion of each boat like a a quarter of the boat or you know a third of the boat or whatever it was wow so maybe the week before you go start paying attention to wait times Mm -hmm. is the way to do it yeah yeah, and there's, I mean, there's definitely, yeah, you're, you're definitely, if you want to go on Pirates, you're going to have to rope drop that or, or do it very wow. quickly. Wow. Um, or wait till the very end of the day. We did that once, too. It was, you know, we closed out the park one night and we went to Pirates. Um, another thing to keep in mind is that the lines themselves are crazy long. <laughs> but yeah, they are not, but they're not, but, but don't be intimidated by it. For example... We waited 20 minutes for Expedition of Everest. Uh, Expedition Everest. But what that meant was we were lined up all the way past Finding Nemo the musical. Wow. And you go slowly through, you, you walk through their queue a little bit and then go over the bridge and then into Everest. And But that was only a 20 minute wait. You're basically slowly walking the whole time. Um, I assume there's I, like 
don't get this close markers on the floor or something like that? There is. Yeah, there there is. There's markers. And like, for example, the cast member told me when we were getting in line the first time, you know, I said to him, this is only like a 30 minute wait because it was 30 minutes of that. And it was all the way past. You're almost into Chester and Hester's area for the for Expedition Everest. And he said, yeah, I mean, we could we could easily fit this number of people twice over in the building if it was normal time. I mean, you wouldn't even be anywhere near the the end of the jamming you into the building. Another example of this is we waited 30 minutes for Kilimanjaro safaris. And what that meant was we started on Harambe Bridge. We walked into the theater district. We actually walked into the Festival of the Lion King Theater because that wasn't working yet. They did a couple of round, you know, ins and outs through the theater building, back out into the theater district and into the Kilimanjaro safaris. And that was my God, that was a 30 minute wait. But if you don't know this and they do have signs, I mean, there's always somebody standing at the end with one of those signs end of line for, you know, flight of passage or whatever. You can ask them how long it's going to be. Don't be intimidated. I mean, if you see a line from Expedition Everest all the way to Chester and Hester's, your first thought is, oh, my God, I'm not (laughs) not waiting two hours to get on Expedition Everest. But it was only 25 minutes. I mean, you're literally walking the whole time. You're not even really standing. Okay, two questions I have about Disney World at large before we just get into sort of, you know, your experience at the Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, first, Rise of the Resistance. Well, how do what, did I like it? Were you asking me like what, my thoughts? What I don't was, want to give any spoilers. Yes. No spoilers. Um, Mind-blowingly good. Really? Yeah. And how was the, the procedure for getting on is kind of crazy still, right? So, so yeah, so that I'll talk to you about that for a minute. It's uh, you get a boarding group. So the day you're at Hollywood Studios, um, you got to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and try to get a boarding group. Now, I had heard that when you do this, you're almost never going to get it. And sure enough, I woke up at like 650, uh, you know, brushed my teeth or whatever and it was on my phone at you know 658 and as soon as it, as soon as it turned to seven o'clock I pressed boarding group picked all three of us who were there get on the group nope all booked up I mean how it was less than, be, less than 10 seconds less than 10 seconds they were all booked up how but could what that they do be? is I don't know but what they do is at one o'clock they open it up again and somebody had told me we I would just make a conversation on the, on a bus randomly, and they said, "Oh yeah, they book right away." But if you do it at one o'clock, you know that's not a problem. And sure enough, when I uh, one o'clock that day, I booked. I went on as soon as it hit one. I got on a boarding group, no problem. So don't lose heart if you lose it if you don't get it at seven o'clock. Still try to get it at seven o'clock in the morning, but don't don't give up. Um, at one o'clock, it's usually much easier to get a boarding group. Um, and then no. you know. And our boarding group was like at one o'clock. It said your estimate. It would tell you your estimated time. It was like five hours later or something <laughs> crazy like that. So we went to Epcot for a while and then went over to right. Hollywood Studios. Um, but once you get on the line, I mean, there's still a line there once you get in the boarding group. But it's you know that moves quickly, and the the whole the whole experience is top notch. Cue all everything. 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 Okay. I mean, even the queue itself is, is I mean, even, even if all you did was the queue, you'd be like, this was cool. <laughs> and my other. I don't want to. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to give it away. away. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not until I see it. Um, My other question is, what is the state of Epcot? It was a disaster. I mean, it's terrible. At least Future World. I mean, World Showcase is fine. There's nothing really. I mean, you, I mean, I know they're building Ratatouille, and that's going to open in a couple of months, but you can't even tell that they're doing it. It's, it's behind. It's like if, uh, if you go, if you're looking at the French Pavilion, where the water fountain is, like a front, to the right of that, along the river, it's like a path that goes up. It used to be just where, you know, Alice in Wonderland would come down, but that's going to be where you go up to Ratatouille. So you can't even see where all the where the crepe restaurant or Ratatouille is going to be. Oh, um, okay. You can't even tell that they're building anything. Uh, but Future World itself is just like the whole center of it is just walls. And, you know, you have to navigate around that. There's no mouse gear, really. I mean, there's technically a mouse gear, but it's not it's not anything worthwhile. 
And one, uh, and the other thing I could tell you is the the souvenirs right now stink. There's no real good T-shirts or really anything. But um, and are they regulating how many people are coming in out of the gift shops too? Yes. So you'd have to wait online to get into mouse gear. So what about um, to get into like. Uh, you know, uh, the gift shop in Harambe or Chester and yeah. Hester's or. Yeah. Always those lines. Okay. Always. Yeah. Um, usually it's not that bad. Usually it's one or two people. The ones in, for example, Star Wars land or whatever you want to call it. Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Like to get into the. To get into the droid making fa- factory one or all that, you had to wait online. OK. Uh, the lightsaber one. Even to get into the little marketplace, you had to wait online. We would wait online for like 15 minutes to get into the little marketplace. Wow. Um. Yeah, the Star Wars ones are really bad. And the other one where it really comes into play is, and it's deceptive because you look at your app and it says Three Caballeros is a five-minute wait, but they don't tell you it's a 25-minute wait to get into the pyramid. Um, they uh, you know, regulate the number of people to get into the pyramid itself. So that's oh. – that, and that's usually – that was actually always pretty long. There was always a pretty good you know, 20, 25-minute wait wow. for that. Wow, never thought of that. Yeah. Holy schmoly. Okay. <laughs> Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. in the uh, COVID era. Mm-hmm. What should we, uh, what change? I mean, obviously there's street stuff is done, right? There's no yeah, there's bands no, playing there's no, or anything like that. Yeah, there's no tam-tam. There's the only people playing music, and it happens frequently, is on the river. There are a lot of boats going by with cast members, uh, excuse me, uh, characters waving to you. And there's also Viva Gaia and some other some other bands will play on the water. And oh, that's they, nice. You know, spin around like where the River Flight Theater was or, or the Discovery River. You can you know see them as you're like sitting online at the, on the Harambe Bridge. They'll pass by and be playing something. But there's nowhere where you can sit and watch a band for 20 minutes, for example. Right. I mean, it's just you're just seeing them. You may be hearing a third of a song as they're uh, going by. Right. Okay. So, um, no change in the entrance. All that's no, not really. All that's not the really, same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the animal trails are still, still the same. There's no real change in there. What about uh, for uh, God? What about things like the small counter service stuff that's all over the place, like the little places? A lot of them are closed. Okay. Like a lot of those little, like the where you get the like the little macaroni and cheese things, like those little those little trucks along Discovery Island, those are all closed. Um, and even Kusafiri Bakery was closed the entire time we were there. Um, really? Tamu was open. It was still serving. You know, they do desserts or whatever there. Mm-hmm. Um, the tea cart was open. Um, you know, there okay. was the usual, you know, ice cream you know, little truck things, little carts. Um, I'm trying to think what else was closed. All the other, I already said pizza Fari was closed. Um, right. all the other, all the other, um, counter services were open. Um, but a lot of those little, little trucks were, were not working. Now that is true. you went, you were, you said before that, the uh, the bartender from Sanaa liked your mask or whatever it was. So you went over right. to Kidani. I did, yeah. yeah. We, we, we had dinner at Sanaa. And that's... How'd that look? I mean, are they just... It's the same. I mean, the the, 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 the the tables are a little bit more spread out. They're not... There's not as many right. you know, people in the restaurant itself. But other than that, it, was, it wasn't that much different. Okay, now, at the park itself, the only thing that's closed are the the shows. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not doing the winged encounters either? Winged Encounters is working. It is. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so, but oddly enough, it's a little different where they don't do a talk. They just like a couple of the lady, you know, the, the women who, who handle the birds, um, show up at the front of the tree of life and then here they come and they let them sit there for a little bit so you can take pictures and stuff and then they fly over your head away. But there's no real conversation about, uh, you know, macaws in the wild and all that kind of stuff that you used to get. I don't know why. They, they stopped doing that. I mean, the encouragement, they were trying to not encourage people standing around listening and things like that. I, I guess, but I'm surprised yeah. they would do winged encounters then to begin with. Yeah, that that was my question. That was my my snarky response was going to be, we can't stop and listen to a band, but we can stop and listen to this. Um, but um, 
Flights of Wonder is closed, or is that open? Because no, outdoors. that is open. That is open. But it's but it's different now. It's not up. It's just a it's just a bird show. But it is open. Okay, so to describe what it is now. But it's just it's just uh, they they just do the bird tricks for lack of a better term. You know, they do a couple of the the things that you would see ordinarily. Uh, but there's no storyline. There's no up. What's there's it called? No, uh, Oh shoot! I forget what it's called actually. Hmm. I don't remember what it's called. I have to look that up. Okay. I don't remember. Um, but I mean, whatever. So, but it is outdoors, so that helps. Boneyard. Closed. Still closed. See, this yes. is the reason why we're not going. But here's a little fun fact. Okay. Um, the last day I was there, it was open. I oh. believe they're opening it now. Wow! And I was right. talking to cast members. They're starting to get like, all right, we're gonna, they're going to start piecemealing some things opening soon. For example, um, I think August first, Festival of the Lion King is opening. No word yet on Nemo, but uh, Festival of the Lion King is opening in August. And that'll probably um, like, be a, a capacity issue. There'll be half, probably yeah, probably. And you know, there's going to be um, you know, like I said, the Boneyard was starting to open. You know, they were starting to uh, people have assigned people there. Um, so yeah, I mean they're starting to slowly open everything up. I will tell you though, if if they don't change the thirty five percent capacity, and um, it, well, let, let me let me if they change the thirty five percent capacity, I should say, but don't change how they load some of these rides, it's going to be a complete disaster. Like I like for example, Pirates of the Caribbean was always an hour wait with thirty five percent capacity. If they could keep right. the same rules in terms of how many people are in the boat. And they open the park up to fifty percent capacity. You know, watch out! It's gonna be it's gonna be horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, what were I mean? You mentioned a few of them already, but um, any impressions about the rides at Animal Kingdom that it's worth mentioning? As far as you know, you, you, what should you hit first now, and and that kind of stuff? That's you know, just like you're saying I was, with uh, I pirates. Of, I would still do flight of passage and Navi first. I would go there first. Um, I would, you, you don't have to, Everest never got too long because there's no fast passes. It never got more than a half an hour, really. Um, so, you know, do that at your leisure. Uh, the safaris would get a little bit more crowded than that. Um, and dinosaur actually got a little bit more crowded than that just because of, again, they're not filling up the whole car. So, I mean, I think you could probably do the, um, the avatar stuff then hit over to Dinosaur and then do Safaris and, and Everest. If that's That would be a logical way of going about it. Okay. And Kali River Rapids was not open while we were there, but I believe it's opening soon. So not not a big change in that regard. No, not a big change. As, a, as opposed as to as, other parks. Yeah, the Magic Kingdom was really the one that was thrown for a loop because, I mean, Space Mountain and Big Thunder was never that bad, but Pirates of the Caribbean was, and Jungle Cruise and, and It's a Small World are like disasters. What was the safari like riding on that truck with the dividers and all that? Yeah, it's not that much different. I mean, it's a little different because you have the plastic in front of you, but it's not that big of a deal. And what was di- how were they loading dinosaur? What were they just putting like? It's it's the uh, front row and back row. Okay. Right. And again, I mean, if you're a party of two, you're taking up the whole row. They're not right. going to fit two parties of two in one row. Right. What is it? Five across in dinosaur? Something four. like that. Yeah. And there's uh, whatever four so rows, what, right? Correct. So they're only using the, the first and the last. It's going to be a challenge, man. It's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's no fireworks at all. None of those things are going. Mike, I guess the last question I have for you is, mm-hmm. why did you do it? <clears throat> why didn't you delay a little bit longer? Um, would you do it again if you had to tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um and what is your overall impression well, and how to. this is all being handled? <laughs> you know, uh, well, number one, I think Disney's doing a good job of keeping everybody as safe as possible. I felt perfectly safe at Disney. There was hand sanitizers everywhere. They made they were very strict about keeping you social distance. There was cast members all around saying, "You got to cover your nose. You got to you know you got to do that." Um, as opposed to, for example, the Orlando airport. Um, so I felt perfectly safe at Disney. Um, I, you know, use your, there was hand sanitizers when you walked into any attraction, when you walked out of every attraction. Use them. Um, you know, it's just, they're there, use them. Um, 
the what I would say about the Disney World experience is if you're like us, uh, and by us, David, I mean me and you, DVC members, people who go there, you know, once a year or more even, it's going to be a different experience. It's not going to be the same. You're going to have to, you know, you're not going to be able to watch fireworks and, you know, maybe go to restaurants you specifically want to, but whatever. I mean, you'll it's Disney and you'll have a Disney experience. If you're one of these people who go maybe like twice when the kids are in grade school or every five years or so, don't do it. It's definitely a reduced experience and you're paying the same price. Um, so I would not do it if I was, you know, if it was somebody who had never been before or, you know, I want to take my kids, you know, once when they're in fifth grade, or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I would say wait. Absolutely wait. Um, but if you're, a DVC pers- if you're a DVC person and you go, you're going to go next year too anyway. I mean, it's it's a reduced experience, but, you know, whatever. I mean, at this point in my life, I'm not – my kids are more like this than I am. They have to get up and do, the, you know, whatever rides and, and uh, you know, want to get in as much as they can. Right, right. But, I mean, if, if you're okay with, um, you know, taking it as it comes, then you're fine. And in, in, in many ways, not having fast passes helps. I can ride Space Mountain whenever I wanted to or Big Thunder whenever I wanted to or – Expedition Everest whenever I wanted to. It never got those crazy lines. Peter Pan's flight whenever, almost whenever I wanted to. It, it doesn't get those crazy lines that the, the fast passes give you. Well, that's good. That's good information. That's, I mean, uh, again, it sounds to me like I, I like the way you said that. If you don't get to go very often and you, you're yeah, looking yeah. forward to that one trip that you haven't had in a long time, this is not the time to go. Yeah, no, it's it's not the same. It's it's you're definitely at a reduced experience for sure. Cool. Anything I'm missing? Uh, the Skyliner was awfully cool. I uh, I oh, enjoyed yeah. that for the first time. I hope they expand that. And we did the only other new thing. Everything new was really. Hollywood Studios was Mickey's Runaway Rail. Again, no spoilers, but that was a cute ride. That was all right. I just don't like the the new animation style. I don't yeah, really like that Yeah, that kind of crazy animation, yeah. Yeah, I don't really like that Ren and Stimpy kind of style to the animation. I'm not a huge fan of it. I prefer the classics, but it was a cute ride. I mean, you know, Colin will enjoy it. Mike, um, it took the place of a, of a legendary ride. It's a great movie ride, yeah. Uh, do you... Is it an improvement? Have we gone? Is it not an improvement? Well, is it a better I mean, experience? How do you feel yeah. about it? I enjoyed it. Let me put it that way. I mean, I, I'm i not the person that has to, everything has to stay the same from when I was an eight-year-old kid. Uh, I don't mind that they got rid of Great Movie Ride. It, I mean, I'd been on Great Movie Ride so many times that it doesn't really. Right. Uh, I, it wasn't one of my all-time favorites. It was a fun ride. I would always go on it, but it wasn't one of my all-time favorites. And I think this was a suitable replacement for it. It's certainly more high tech. Um, you know, the, the the it's a uh, trackless system, just like Rise of the Resistance, and just like what Ratatouille is going to be. Right. So it's a it's a fun ride. They they do a nice job, and there's you know a couple of uh, points where they actually there's a little bit of a thrill, even though you're not really moving at all. But Wait. I don't want to I don't want to give away too much of the. Too much of the too much of the information, but it, I, I enjoyed it. Walt Disney World wide, where does Rise of the Resistance rank in your top attractions now? Oh, uh, I'm still going to say Kilimanjaro Safaris is my favorite attraction in all of Disney World, so okay. that's going to be number one. It's got to be in the top five with like really? Spaceship Earth and Haunted Mansion. Oh yeah, I mean it's I mean it, 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 the just the queue itself, the immersive aspects of it. Again, I'm not going to divulge too much, but the way they put you in the story using cast members and holograms and all that kind of stuff before you even get on the ride itself is fantastic. I mean, they do a fantastic job of doing that. And then some of the things you get in the ride and they, they use a combination of screens as well as like, uh, like there's a Kylo Ren audio animatronic for example and there's a thin audio animatronic they, they use real things too it's not not just screens but they blend it so well that it you really it's it's cool. a unique experience wow all right top five that's that's strong mike yeah definitely top, definitely top better five. than f- flight of passage yes. yes okay yeah all right 
I guess that's it. I mean, I can't think anything else I had for you. I had a list of questions here. I don't remember. I don't think I have no, anything. I, th- I think that's pretty much. I think we covered the the real issues when going to, during COVID for sure. And it's going to be like this at least for a little while longer. I think I talked to a cast member and they said they, they have been told that at least the mask mandate will last throughout the year, throughout this calendar year. And that's a mandate that exists in Disney, whether Florida has it or not. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, you know, DeSantis could care less what people do. So. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's a di- the, the situation there, like Mike said, look at the difference just between the Orlando airport and what's going on in Disney World. Um you know, as things open up, Disney seems to be opening up a little bit more cautiously, maybe than even the state is telling them to. Yeah, yeah. So that's the decision they've made, and they're going to do it. I mean, that's the way it goes. So keep that in mind. Um, don't forget to follow Mike on Twitter at Jumbo Everyone. I guess if you're going and you have any questions, you certainly can reach out to him for that. Um, you can follow me at Radio Harambe. You could also follow us on Instagram at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, and uh, Jumbo everyone on Facebook. I guess that's it. Don't forget to hit the T Public Store. Uh, subscribe to the show. Like us. Do all that kind of stuff. Help us out by doing a five star rating if you can as well. That kind of gets the word out on the show. We need some more five star ratings, and we only allow five star ratings. If you're not going to give us a five star rating, it's not going to be. Um, we're going to ridicule you. Is what we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> something along those lines. I haven't looked at the ratings in a while. So for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Guarini, go well. Thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who do you